Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. You got your boy Zage, of course. My lovely assistant tonight is going to be Mr. Wisnat McCabe. Hey, what's going on? And then joining me this week is the infinitely talented guitarist, vocalist, <laughs> musician Noah Eiler. For the real ones, you know that Noah did the guitar for Fall Apart 2, and he has worked with many other artists like Umi, Kid Hastings, and just many more that can't even be named. Uh, he's releasing his debut single coming out today, the day that this airs. Stay tuned to the end of the episode, and you'll hear the full thing. It is truly an experience. I highly recommend tuning into it. Uh, so that being said, Noah, say hello to the people and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sup, it's you Noah Ehler. Oh, is and, it? Oh, you yeah. really fucked up. Damn. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> it's canceled. good to be here, man. Okay, cool. Uh, tell me, I looked at a little bit about where you're from. Uh, I didn't really understand that. It's not Orange County or it is Orange it County? It is Orange County. Okay. I live in a place called Tribuco Canyon. It's over sort of like Irvine-ish area. Okay. Definitely it's- got Orange County vibe. <laughs> Thank you, man. I was wondering that. I would have said the opposite. Orange I got my County, sandals on, though. Yeah. Orange County to me is like those stay-at-home bougie moms. You don't strike me as one of those. <laughs> no, I, like oh, I live with chill. them. <laughs> um, so what brought you to... Well, actually, before we even get to that, I'd love to just know like, how you got involved in the music life. Like, What drove you to oh, okay. this creative expression? So my dad played keyboards and he played jazz keyboards and I thought that was the fucking dumbest nerdy shit ever. <laughs> so I didn't want to play keyboards. So I'm like, I'm going to be cool and play guitar. So at first grade, That's I started funny. playing guitar. And ever since, it's been fun. I started off mostly like blues, which all like little kids like to do. Is and that true? Because I never listened to blues. You didn't listen no, to blues? You didn't listen to like Stevie Ray Vaughan? <laughs> no. Who did you listen to? All like, little kids. Pop music? Every like, single <laughs> What? Yes. It um, was the shit. Was he like uh, making money off of his art? Um, A little bit. He would gig. So like every Friday I would see him walk in around like 10 o'clock at night and I would be like, oh, cool. He's like done gigging. I want to be like that. But... So I ask because I find that with a lot of like parents who don't have a musical background, they aren't super supportive of their kids studying music as like a career. Mm. And I feel you came in as a freshman to study jazz, pop and guitar, right? Yes. So how were they feeling about all that? They were so psyched. I feel like that makes sense. Especially because it's USC and they're like, we didn't think you would go to college and you go into USC. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, you exceeded the expectation. <laughs> exactly. That's dope. I, I also find, I mean, I'm obviously a little biased, but I find you to be like one of the most talented guitarists that I know in my Thank personal you. life. Yeah, truly like an, an amazing I was going to say, like not to dick ride, but I mean, <laughs> if someone told me they were going to USC for music, I'm glad it's you. Like, Oh, you definitely kill that shit. I agree. So Thank I'm wondering, you. has anybody uh, with more, you know, I hate to use this word, but like, has anybody with more clout appreciated your talent that has made you like feel validated in your skills? Um, no, not really. Mostly just peers. I, I, I get more like, oh my God, that kid likes me. Like Owen Boxwell is a jazz guitarist here. And as soon as he said, like, oh, you play good pop, I'm like, holy shit, bro. Like, it, I get more validation from the people around me than, like... He's really another student? He's another student, yeah. 
that's a really interesting way to look at it. Why do you think you feel that way? Because for me personally, like, I respect the opinions of, like, my elders so much. I definitely put a lot of weight on what my peers have to say, but I would have said that, like, a, an older person giving me, you know, props would make me excited. Why do you think you appreciate that, like, common, uh, commonality? It might just have something to do because, like, I know we're on the same path. Like, all musicians that are our age are trying to reach the same goal. And if we could still take that time and be like, what you're doing is super cool, while we're trying to just climb up to the top, that's, that's just very, like... That's real respect. Rather than a guy at the top being like, oh, yeah, you guys are fun down there. Aren't you guys cool? I feel him on that. Yeah. I feel that too, actually. I like the way you explain that. Um, uh, you mentioned like everybody has the same paths or like, at least the same goal. What, what is the goal that you find you're reaching for? Oh, I just don't want to be homeless. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> I not a bad goal. Yeah, that's a good goal. How, how would you like to afford not? Like, what would you like to do to make the money to not be homeless um, in a dream t- world? Uh, I can't just do one thing. Like, I tried to work at Target. <laughs> and like have a normal study job I can't do that I, I need to be like songwriting producing just session work guitar playing or like writing stuff for movies I did a couple movies so far and like scoring or yeah, scoring that's pretty dope that's super yeah, dope. it's not long it's like short film stuff but I did that's, some stuff with the USC film department. that's still really impressive I, I saw on your story you had put up like a screening you had done like they played it in one of the theaters or something yes tell yes. me about that experience it is wild, and especially my first one, um, I did this movie called um, Sharon Shudder. It was like a horror punk type movie. It was really weird to work with. All the, like, it was horror, so everything was jump scary and stuff. But for all the jump scares, instead of, like, strings, like, stabs and stuff, I did guitar screeches. No way. Like, electric guitar punk rock stuff. That's kind of crazy, actually. Super unique. It was really fun. What kind of vibe did that, like, bring to the table? I feel like it was almost, like, like grungy. It was so grungy. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I wouldn't even imagine beginning. I took a class at Rowan where we had to, like, uh, it was a Foley class. So we took the uh, trailer to Angry Birds, and we put it we took all the sound away and then recreated like the entire audio for the trailer that's my only experience to it that's like really hard it it really taught me the emotion that the sound carries in a visual yes. platform like i wasn't aware of it until that class have have you noticed yourself paying more attention to that while you're absorbing other content yes that's all i'm focusing on right now especially cuz um i've been a jazz major and pop major um but mostly like for jazz the first two years, I've just been focusing on notes and playing fast notes. But ever since I've been doing movie scores, focusing on pop music, every note that I play has to like matter. It has to have some sort of emotion in it. I feel that. And every note you don't play, that's what I thought yes. you were about to say. Like I, I've been spending a lot of time paying attention to space recently mm-hmm. uh, with the rise and unfortunate death of Pop Smoke. I consider him like one of the current kings of space. Unfortunately, he's passed, but... Uh, that's what I thought you were going to say. I completely agree. I, I stand by this op- opinion that, like, if you walk into a room and you just start playing, like, a chord progression, you can truly alter the emotional status of the people in the room. Like, yeah. the whole energy changes. I think music is crazy for that. I think it's cool that you are investigating that. And you mentioned how it was a development of skill sets, like production, songwriting, music creation. I even wrote it down. I was going to ask, like, what was the progression you took 
to discovering each of these steps that like are so important to your uh, creative process? Um, my foundation was jazz. I started there. It was guitar, jazz. So I really took jazz and I heard all the pop music that was going on and I wanted to focus on songwriting. That's where I start all my things because jazz is all about improvising and songwriting on the spot. And then I took that and the first thing I did when I got here was I met up with you guys, did more production stuff, learned how you guys work, learned how session works and took that and brought it into um, movie scoring and doing production through moving scoring. And it's, Even yeah. in terms of your musical creation, right? So you're doing, you're doing your own songwriting, your own production. Are you also mixing? Oh, I'm not doing the production right you're now. not doing the production? I'm learning production okay. through like watching. My dad actually produced that song. No way. Yes. Yeah, I want to definitely get into the single. Yeah, I got a lot to say about it. Dude, the <laughs> single is unreal. We, I, I already told you, but I'll tell the audience. We were listening to it in the car ride, me and Luke, uh, on the way in, and we got about like halfway in. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is kind of long. And then we pulled in. And I was like, I have to know how this song ends. It's like a journey. You have, oh, like, it's a long. You song. have your rise. You have your down. It's a long song, but it's not like distasteful. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's a fall and a rise. Like, there's a what do you ever call that? Like a an action line or whatever. I can't remember what that shit is called. But what was it like a plot line? Plot the, line, like something like that. I can't yeah, remember. Climax and all that. Yeah, like words. You know. So <laughs> the one thing words. I noticed right off the bat about it, um, obviously, it's very jazz influenced. Um, but I find personally, like, I'm not a huge jazz head. So sometimes, like, jazz can get so experimental that I'm yeah. kind of like tuned out almost. But I thought your song was very palatable, even to someone that's not like super in tune with jazz. I think Sweet. you did a great job about that. And it also still remains super jazzy. So I think you did a great job reaching all audiences with it. It shines a light on that point you were mentioning, you noticing the pop in the jazz. I feel like you brought some really crucial, like, elements of repetition that people are able to get stuck on like a hook inside of this like convoluted uh, not and this is not a defensive word but like mess like as you say oh, like yeah, jazz is like it's everywhere but it's such a contained or like formed mess but anyway i have one general question just to start like okay uh it clearly you did say jazz is like an improvised sport if you will but you clearly spent a lot of time analyzing and planning out like these transitions and these yes. progressions or whatever. Tell me about the process of like creating all that, whose brain was behind it, how it altered over time. Like, just tell me all about that. Oh yeah. So that whole song, like my, the goal of the song was to just make it a joke. So every little aspect of that song is something that makes me laugh or something that I know one of my friends will laugh at. Or, like, some random person will laugh at. Or at least, like, smile, too. It's definitely comedic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's it, a lot it, about it. I think jazz is comedic in its nature. And I want to bring that to pop. Is that what you're saying? Like, the music theory is supposed to be comical as well? Oh, yes. That is, like, way over my head. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> you got to tell me more about, like, uh, the idea there and, and, and how you brought it to life. Okay. So I started it off with, um, like, this neo-soul groove. Because I think everybody's playing Neo Soul right now and I love it. Okay. And then the first transition was just to be, how fucked up can I make this right now? And it just <laughs> instantly goes into some of the outest jazz I've played. 
impressively played jazz. Like, do do boop it, do do I was gonna say I knew you were jazzy, but I was still like, yo, this is like next level. No, no, it's it's like it's unreal. And then I'm like, okay, how can I take this somewhere? And I'm like, okay, let's make this a funk tune now. So I created the transition to make it a funk tune. And then I go in throughout the song and I wanna I don't wanna make it back into this happy pop. So I have to find a way. So I use another transition, which is actually a quote from one of my jazz people, the do-do-bow do-boom do bow. And then it goes, hits chords. It sucks, bow, don't, da, da, right there. You said a quote? I quoted. Oh, you quoted. I okay. quoted, but it's just musical quotes. It's a jazz head. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, even I know. know. <laughs> and you're not supposed to. You, yeah, yeah. For, for like the audience, I just want them to be like, that was cool. I don't know what the hell was that. I felt that the whole time. I mean, yeah, we Good. would never know, you know? Yeah, I would never know. Good. And I, you, uh, you worked on this track with a few other people. Did they help with the creative composition yes. or yeah tell me yeah. about that um so we started out with a a chart i just wrote the whole song down it's all written you can buy it online right now damn, damn. 25 cents. All of it? yeah damn the whole song's charted online um and i gave it to the people they all kind of learned it and then we had a um practicing session and the practicing section like everybody got super drunk the night before and everybody was hungover. Our keyboard player had to walk out and throw up. So nobody really wanted to. Play. <laughs> so it was like the best environment for creativity. Super jazz. <laughs> super jazz. I don't even. Uh, I also was wondering were you guys coming together in person or were you guys hindered this? Was by this was before quarantine. So oh, we were coming okay. together in person. Have you guys had to figure out how to get past the hurdle of everything being online or was it already mostly completed before? It was mostly competitive before. We'd yeah. use the session as like a way for everybody to put their own, like, I want this section to have this or this little line. That was the drummer's idea. Different like little things oh, in between. Who, uh, who played the sax? That's Andrew. I, I want to get the last name right. Torverson. It's not Eiler. <laughs> it's not Eiler. <laughs> you said Torverson. So Andrew Torkelson. Oh, Torkelson. Were you, uh, were you friends out. with most of the people that you made it with, or were yes. they more like session people? No, I'm like good friends with okay. a lot of people right now. But that actually is a segue into a good question. You are working with a lot of like people that you're friends with, people that you're acquaintances with, and then new people like pretty frequently, I find. What is the difference in the like, uh, feel of working with people on different levels of relationships like that? And does, like, does it assist in, in the creative process? Um, it really helps put you in the right mindset for the session or the work that you need to do. Like, because they're all my friends and they all know who I am and they know how weird I am, like, the music that I make personally makes more sense and I can explore those weird ideas. But for people that I don't know, who want, like, I want this to be pop or I want this to be, like, a hip-hop song, I want this straightforward, if I don't know you, it's so much easier for me to give you exactly what you want. That is a very good skill you have, by the way. You just reminded me. Like when we were working, when we were working together on the track before, I swear I could just hum something and you would like create it just like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And even better, like where do you develop this talent of like hearing things and bringing it into reality? Just practice. That was that was gigging. I gigged with this band oh, wow. called um, Don Duncan the Family Band, 
and we would play for about four hours every Friday night, and I never knew any of the songs, so I would have to learn them by ear. Wow. Do you think you have perfect pitch? Do you? Know? No, no, no. I, I, wish. I wish. I know, right? It seems so cool. <laughs> and then the singing. At, at the last time we spoke, you weren't doing a whole lot of vocal work. What inspired you to get into the booth and start doing the vocals? Because I think it's dope. <laughs> and how did you come up with the sound actually it's really unique in my opinion the sound you're going for like it's hard to describe but just tell me about how you came up with it um well every time i sing i'm usually singing alone or just like in a car and it's me just trying to goof off so i feel like my voice has the tone of something that can like produce something that's a little silly it's like not bluesy sure. it's not like clean it sounds mature to me Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It really that. does. Like, I, I was personally going to say, I think uh, I was surprised how like comfortable you were singing because uh, especially I, I was thinking that at there's that one big buildup where you're practically oh. like screaming. <laughs> and I was like, yo, like he's never even put out a track with him singing before. He's already going this hard. Like that's really good for him, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, that, that comes a lot from just like you have to act it out or else you have to sell the song. Mm. Like, one of my favorite um, people uh, in a band called Oingo Boingo. I've heard of this one. I was going to say, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Oingo Bo I probably told you that. Like, Potentially. Yeah. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you definitely didn't hear their music. <laughs> no, you might have. Like, the guy, he yodels. Like, he sings, but he yodels. And it's the only way the music works. That's crazy. Talk about unique. Yes. Can you yodel? I can't yodel. Me neither. <laughs> I want to yodel. <laughs> Me too. Also, last time you were here, you weren't even, as far as I knew at the time, like creating projects on your own. What what encouraged you to start like wanting to put out stuff under your own name? I think that's a huge step in like a, an artist's career. It's obviously the first song. Um, I think I always kind of wanted to, but especially when I got here, it was such a culture shock. I didn't know about the music going on, so I had to find a sound. I had to like. Because my sound at that point was like, oh, here's some chords and here's lyrics. Let me, that's my sound. But I needed to discover like more musicians. And like, just more music. And I think the people that I'm working with in the band are influencing that music. I had to find the right people for the band. That was a huge thing. I think who you're working with is a huge influence on like your creativity and, and you were working with a lot of different people. So I'm wondering what what you feel like you benefited specifically from those experiences of like studio time. You personally, I know like, uh, for example, our friend Sean, he just had like a studio session one night booked really late with a couple of friends of his and he was like, yo, we really need a guitarist. And you were more than happy to come help. Like that was oh, a yeah, fun, I forgot that was yeah. a fun for that. one. Like any time that you have free time, you are looking for opportunities and when they come, you take them. And I think that's a really like good skill to have. I'm wondering how that's paid off, do you think? Like, have you been building so relationships? Have you been gaining knowledge? Yeah, it's just knowledge of, like, I've never had a negative experience yet, which is kind of scary. I was about to ask that. <laughs> I didn't want you to name names or anything, but... Like, no. you've never walked out of a studio session being like, that was a waste of time? No. That's amazing. No, because I always learn something. I'm like, oh, that session, I was pushing for this line a little bit too hard, and I think I maybe made something a little bit weird for a couple seconds. I need to work on how I think of the atmosphere in a session or how I pronounce stuff. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Does that make sense? It makes total no, sense. Definitely. How much yeah. when you're like when you're doing more like session guitarist, Noah, how much do you feel like uh you input and how much do you just listen to what they have to say? It's so it's so even right now. I'm finally finding like like perfect balance of when can I project something. That's gotta be a hard line to toe, I feel like, because every person is different, every room is different. Yeah. And, and the product, like the product you're trying to create is different and it might require more vocalization or more, you know, I guess, cooperation. Exactly. So which do you think, I know this is a weird question, but I think it could go either way. Like, which do you find yourself preferring or is there any like difference of mood you might be in in which you prefer a certain situation? Um, personally, I prefer if the person I'm working in the session with will let me be a dumbass for like five minutes. That's all I need. Just to get all of those like really like way out there ideas out of the way. I think that makes total sense. And then full like I'm just like playing guitar for you. I work with this guy named um, Jason Wren. We work um, every, like almost every single day on a new song. We're just pumping out tracks with different artists. Wow. We just worked with this guy named Chad Tepperman. He was on Team 10. Oh, I was going to say, I've heard his name. And I was, oh, damn, now I, now I know why. But how'd you get into that? I was going to say, what is he doing? Yeah, how'd you oh, make that connect? He's just making music. Uh, he, he's friends with Jason. So he came, he's come over twice, and we've just, like, pumped out stuff. And it's just, like, finding a way to say, oh, this section needs this. And just, like, on the other parts, just laying back and giving them exactly what you want. When did you think you started to pay so much attention to like the, the feel of the room? Oh, dude, when I was working with you, that's when you think you yes. started paying attention to that. Hundred percent. That's beautiful. Why no. do you Why do you say that? Because it was so. It was a culture shock. Like I've never done hip hop stuff. Oh, and I'm like, how can I put in a little bit, but also give them exactly what they want? That is nah, nice you did a great say. job with it, though, dude. That song's. I love that song. I still find myself listening to that song and waiting for the guitar solo. Oh, dude, thank it's you such for putting that guitar solo. <laughs> it's such a good part of the song, and it, in my opinion, takes what would just be like a regular record to like what sounds real, like a song, if you will. You know, because yeah. I think it sounds legit. That's so nice of you to say. But I ask because, like, I too spend probably most of my energy when I'm in a social setting, like analyzing how everybody's feeling, trying to make sure Objects, that yeah. it's like a, a good vibe. But I sometimes worry that it's like a problem I have. Like maybe I should learn to just like accept what's going on and, and chill out. Do you ever feel that way? And that's kind of deep. But. Oh, that is so deep. Yeah. Now we're getting existential and no, shit. No. I just, you made me think of that. Cause that's like a problem I see in my own life. So I'm just curious. Yeah. I definitely feel like you get to a point where you're, overanalyzing and you're in your head and you're just you're not even a part of the social situation anymore that's, that's my that's my biggest problem i feel you on that yeah. sometimes i need to just step out and like just take a breather and just like take a shit and <laughs> come back yes i agree free and being like none of this actually matters we're do all just trying to have fun do you uh do you meditate at all i try to i was gonna say that's like my biggest uh solution to that problem Yes. Definitely, definitely give it a try. I need to get more into that. Why I went through a, a strong phase of meditating for a while. You said you're getting back into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do any type of like mental health release, like journaling or or anything like that? Yeah. What do like you do? if you saw my journal, man, it's scary. How long have you been journaling? Uh, I, as soon as my parents gave me the journal, I think it was oh. like freshman year. So it's like full of songs, chords, and just me screaming into paper. 
Dude, I've done that before. Yeah, it's fun. That's so interesting. I personally have found myself uh, more. Uh, my handwriting is ugly, and I'm lazy, so I find myself doing a lot of like audio journaling. Oh, I do voice memos and stuff. What What do you find that you're expressing when you're doing the journaling? Is it anguish? Is it Is it just high levels of emotion in all directions? Yeah, I I think the biggest thing for me is when I write something down, I have to read it back. So okay. I have to, I write down just crazy ideas, how mad I am at people or how mad I am at myself most of the time. And then I read it back and I'm like, I am so dumb for caring about that. That's this almost always all, how it is. Yeah. Yeah. You listen back or you read it back and you're like, wow, this doesn't really matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. I was heated. No, I totally agree. I was wondering if you would say something like that because I, I find the same to be true in my own life. Like. The things that bother me on a daily basis end up being quite like small and insignificant. Um, I'm curious how you uh, have appreciated your experience at USC because you came in as a true freshman. Big congratulations for that. That is very impressive. Thank you. Anybody who doesn't know. And I'm wondering if you feel like USC has uh, benefited you in any particular way or perhaps even some negative experiences because I know that's a big thing happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is it is bro it is no you're right but honestly like it i've loved every second of it every time i cry every time i like am happy it's all worth everything i love usc oh yeah i started as a double major in two programs that are exact opposites of each other as far as like vibes are how so tell, like, me, tell me about the difference like jazz is laid back, but also everybody cares about every single little note and choice you make. And there's a lot of a little vibes going on like, oh, is that guy cutting? Is that guy not? And then pop is more like, what you're doing is great. You're doing so well. <laughs> well, as far as like the, the students, the students are more like, oh, what you're doing is great. Like you have to. I love pop. I love everything about it. Every once in a while, there's times where, like, it's a social contest. of Like, oh, who could be happier in this situation? Or mm-hmm. who could put on the biggest smile? But it's, it's a good experience to be a part of. But it's opposite of jazz where you're, like, you're really, like, focused on the individual. Like, you need to get your shit done. I definitely think that's a good explanation. I think that says a lot about, like, I, I think there's a lot of layers to what you just said because I was thinking about how like the type of music a person listens to will affect like their personality and their mood. And, and you're talking about pop and these, uh, how do you say, like, um, I don't know, just like these these occurrences that are happening in pop, I feel like they represent like people in the real world. I feel yes. like everybody's kind of having a competition to see who's like happiest or best or whatever. Yeah. And it's, and it's crazy that we have that dynamic as far as students because the teachers in pop really just nailed down like what you're doing is wrong. It's kind of crazy. That's interesting. Why do you like, think that is? It's because they played the music, I think. So like Patrice Russian, amazing person. She's played on a lot of the songs and like that we play for class. So she can pick out like, oh, you played that bass part wrong. Oh, you played that Damn. drum part wrong. So they really nail it down. And then the jazz teachers are so laid back. Like, they don't care at all. That's interesting. But they're awesome, too. I think you got to be to be a jazz teacher. Yeah. You got to go be laid with the back. Flow. 
Yeah, I could definitely see that. Which, which, how many people are in each program? Um, oh, dude, I don't know. It's small, right? There's, I remember, I think it's like six people per band and there's four bands. I'm not sure for pop. And then for jazz, it's like, it's like 12 dudes. Yeah. That's kind of what I pictured. Yeah. Are you about to take online classes right now? Yes. What? Have you, did you take classes yesterday and today? I did take classes Welcome yesterday. Welcome back. First day of school. I hope you took a picture for your family. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but uh, I'm wondering what that experience will be like as a performance major doing online classes. Was it weird last semester? It was really weird last yeah. semester. I, I can imagine. H- how was it weird? Because um, we did, for pop at least, we did this thing called acapella where it's like, do you know Jacob Collier? Oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. god, I love Jacob. Is We're it Collier or Collier? Apparently, I don't know how to say I don't know last either. name, but I stand. Yeah, but you me. know all those videos where it's like him singing with a bunch of squares around. Yeah. They made you do that. And that's what we were. That's what the program was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like the way you explained that. That's so funny. Um, that is kind of weird. And, it's and, so weird. And how can they even tell how you're sounding if it's through a screen? Because like, there's like a little mixing thing. It's like an EQ, but it's not an EQ that you can visualize. It's all like, oh, pick your frequency and like sliders, dude. I hate that. Wait, EQ. I don't even understand. I, I, I don't. You never seen that type understand. of EQ? Parametric. No, parametric is, is the regular the, one. The graph. No graph. No visuals, bro. You have to guess. Damn. So they make you EQ your own vocals yeah. for this and compress. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's dude, so that sounds funny. really hard. Have they? Have you? I personally haven't really investigated any of the syllabi for the semester. If you have or if you haven't, do you think that there will be an improvement in this semester because of all the prep time everybody's had? How how has the vibe been so far? At least for pop, pop canceled this semester. The whole, the whole program, thing? yeah, the whole thing. Oh my god! They said we're not doing that we're acapella doing shit again, bro. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, it's really sad. That's really sad. So they just canceled it, and they're gonna do it um, a little bit senior year if we're. In glasses. Bro, that's like, I'm like smiling because that is like truly it's, mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Like, you still got jazz going on? I got jazz still. <laughs> We're good. Okay. But I just mean, <laughs> like, really dude, matters. they just like snipped everybody in the butt. Like that's crazy. Like yeah. Like, yeah. What are what are like complete that, pop majors? Yeah. What if that doing? was your major? You just come back. Later? Oh, um, we're doing arranging, so that's gonna be like writing music online, basically. That's not the worst. Not beneficial bad. skill, but not what you were expecting your college to be like. That's so crazy. Yeah. I thought this was a tick on me, but there's no ticks out here. Damn. I know. Dude. I wasn't really appreciative of the way USC was kind of stringing us along this semester. Gosh. I, I understood why it happened because they obviously want to retain as much student body and funding or whatever, but and they want to like give us hope or whatever they said. But, but <laughs> truly, it was like, okay, we're going to do everything in person. Okay, we're going to kind of hybrid you guys. Okay, some of you guys can go. Okay, nobody gets to go. Like it's they're not doing any classes in person. Though? None, zero. I thought there was that whole issue with like if you're a foreign exchange student, you like have to have a class in person. Or we something. every college sued the government and uh, we won. I guess yeah. I, I'm not we. So I know they, they my won. friend Jason is an international student. He still lives with us. So do you know how that all went? Because I actually don't have a good perspective. You know what we're talking about? Yeah. Um. There was a thing where um. I think it was. I f- was it ICE? Was it called that? I forget. I'm familiar with ICE, but I don't know we'll, which we'll just say. And it, yeah. it was something, it was like a memo that came out that was like, oh, should we do this? Should we kick all, out all the people? And then it blew up on Twitter. And everybody was like, oh, oh they're actually going to kick us out. And then 
And then government was like, oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know it came as like an internet fucking situation. I oh, that yeah. Was like a legit thing that happened. Like, I thought they were getting kicked out. No, no. It was like, it was like a suggestion. Okay. That's what I heard. That's crazy. I thought it was like legit, uh, like they were going to do it. And then there was just so much public backlash about it. That's what I had interpreted it as. But I've, I don't I've, heard, I've heard that. And I've also heard that it was like an idea. Mm. That got overblown. That's crazy. I, the internet's crazy, so I don't know if my dead ass, stuff is right. Dead ass it is. How do you feel about like the the vibe of the world today? I mean, I know it's a heavy subject. Like, sorry, oh, I was going to say topic and subject, no. but a heavy <laughs> Just subject. Good vibes everywhere. Good vibes. No, I mean, honestly, though, like uh, when I was in Delaware, I was starting to feel pretty down about like life and the the way things were headed. But then I got back out to LA. I started to feel more independent, and I saw like more opportunities or whatever. Um, and I feel a little bit better about everything. So, how have you been feeling, and and how you feel today? I'm doing good. I mean, you see my social media. It's just it's I love the dumb. vibe. That is a good vibe. It's a great vibe, <laughs> for real. It's a good aesthetic, a good vibe, and it demonstrates like who your character is. Yeah. And actually, now that you bring it up, uh, you've been putting out really cute like promo videos for the song. <laughs> Who's coming up with that? Tell me about the process of putting those out. They're hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um. So, I, I don't know how to market. <laughs> you do a great job for not knowing how. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Um. It started out with the just like um. Oh, well, actually, it started out with um, this thing that me, Alex, and Jack Severino, the bass player, Alex is the drummer, um, they had this Instagram called Inspector E, where they just post wild content of them breaking shit and, like, going insane whenever they're drunk. It is, it's amazing. I think it's private, but um, <laughs> it's exposed them. So amazing. Oh, no, they would be happy if you follow. Some free promo. Yes. So how did that inspire you? So I'm like, oh my gosh, there's people like me. I can post this on <laughs> internet and <laughs> it won't be that weird. So then- Not your comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> so I started putting out content that was kind of like similar to that vibe. It sort of represents excellent in a like deep way. Okay. And um, so I put out a couple promo videos. Then my dad was like, this is amazing. I want to start doing it. So he's been doing- <laughs> He's done the, one the he latest was in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's done the latest two, and they're just incoherent messes. I love it. I love them too. I even like the one of the girl who's just listening to the song on mute. Like that's a funny <laughs> video to me. Like I, I, I was very amused. I, I, I wonder if the time you spent uh, doing the sound for film like influenced your promotional activity at all. Sound for film to the to oh. doing promo. Maybe a little bit. Probably not. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sure, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it wasn't the sound for film. It was. Um, it was in high school. Nobody ever wanted to be my partner in um, like those little videos that you had to make for class. Welcome. They're missing out. Yeah. I know, bro. So I just always went off. Like I would spend so much time on these <laughs> dumb videos. They don't know what they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you look at um. It's Noah Ehlers Spanish video. <laughs> I play every character. You just promoted that on the podcast. Oh, I know. Go ahead. Go watch it. My favorite video. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> Everybody had to make those really silly Spanish videos. I remember making yeah. mine as well. They, they were a great time. It was a great time. My sister did my makeup because there was no boy characters. So I was every girl. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
was fun. I gotta see this. I I would love to see that. I was just thinking of something else, but. I'm spacing all of a sudden. Um, oh, yeah, sorry about that. No, no. Just art. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> we were on topic as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I was just going to ask more about COVID, so it wasn't even that relevant. I was going to ask, like, I personally have been really struggling with my creativity. I've been feeling, mm. like, very under the weather, very uninspired. Um, and you've gone ahead and, like, released a whole single over quarantine. Obviously, a lot of it got done prior, but yeah. I'm just curious how your mental state has been, if you've had to overcome any hurdles, and, and how you've been staying focused and creative. Um, it's been really nice, actually. I really enjoy it. Um, since I'm at Flow House, that's the name of our house. It's beautiful. It's a great name. It's about the flow state of writing. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's always somebody that needs, like, constantly needs music pumped out. Like, Jason's writing something. Johnny May is writing stuff. He's another producer. Um, so it's always creative. I never really lost that, which was really nice. Um, and then also I've been working on the other songs for the rest of the, like the excellent album that'll be like way later. Um, and it's very like, I get to just sit in my room, write horn lines for hours just on Sibelius, which is a notation software. Do you like Sibelius? I love Sibelius. I hate it. I, I, everybody it's so does. hard. I, it <laughs> used to be a better one. <laughs> How often are you notating? Like, like all day? Yeah, really? Not, not all day. Well, like, every day, I mean. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, that's a really good skill to have. I wish I would have stayed more in touch with my music theory, but I completely lost it. Uh, I actually had this ridiculous question, but I'm curious what you will say. How many hours do you think you've spent touching a guitar? I said probably 20. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the same reaction. <laughs> um, if you had to ballpark. At least like five, like four to six, I would say. I was wondering if you would hit me with the 10K. I feel like you No, I, on average, because I would go like one day where I'm like, I can't touch guitar today. I'm too sad to touch guitar. That's totally fair. So I would, there was days where it was like, I'm doing it for 12 hours. Like, this is all I'm doing. Do you get blisters? No, no. I don't even know how it works. Well, you I always had them wonder, at first, but I'm sure oh, it's yeah, so adjusted. True, true. And, and I saw you, I mean, I, I don't know if you promote this or whatever, but I saw on your Instagram you're working for a company. Is it GNL? GNL Guitars. How did you get that gig and what are you doing over there? Um, I knew the promotional guy because I, I think I played a gig with him and he's kind of friends with my dad. Um, he runs all of the Instagram and stuff. So he hit me up. He's like, hey, you want to come to the warehouse where we make all the GNL guitars and I'm like hell yeah it's GNL is guitars by Leo Fender oh. so it's after Fender left Fender he started his own company called GNL where he went beyond I feel like that's a really good like area to get involved in not that I mean it's almost obvious that you will find a future in the creative arts but I think to have that like manufacturing, I wouldn't even say retail, but like the knowledge of guitars, I think is really, yeah. really cool. You ever made one? I was going to say he came here with a custom one. I did. I Do made one with it? my dad. Oh, yeah, I still shit. Have the one. I don't even remember. It's called White Gold. Damn. You don't remember that? I really don't. It was a sexy guitar. I, well, now that you say it, I remember like looking at a guitar and touching a guitar, but I can't remember what it was like. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but for GNL, I'm just sponsored by them right now. So I'll. Ooh. I, they sent. They gave me a free guitar. You influencer. <laughs> Instagram that's influencer. Yeah, that's lit. I'm jealous. <laughs> Ain't nobody sending me free shit yet. Hopefully soon. 
You still working with uh, Umi or Kid Hastings at all? I'm working with Kid Hastings. Umi, I did a couple rehearsals with her, and she has her all-female band with, like, great people, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only Mia imagine. Garcia, um, Sarah Hinesley, just freaking amazing people. But they said you're a dude, you out? No dicks. <laughs> no dicks, bro. Sorry. That's so funny. But I, I totally understand, and I think that's probably oh, yeah. both, like, aesthetically pleasing and, like, sounds really good. So. Oh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, they're I can only band. imagine. And the reason we the reason why it asks, and we mentioned them before, is that they're USC alums, so shout out. Fight on. Fight on. Well, that not... Wait, I thought Kid Hastings is still, still in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kid yeah. is still in. Sorry, let me correct. Um, if there's anything else that you want to mention or ask, same to Wyatt. I, I insist this is the time to do it. If you have any words of wisdom for the audience, any anything you want to share, uh, obviously, go check out, yeah, I Don't Have Money by Excellent with two Gs. I, yeah, just follow me. Um, follow my dad, dude. He's posting, like, good content right now. <laughs> That's so Christopher nice Ehler, man. <laughs> Follow him, follow the band. Do you guys have follow an Insta the for the band? Yeah. Um, we have an Insta for the band. I never post on it. I'm not, it's got 13 followers. No, it, I'm not going to really Having two it. accounts is it's, kind of a waste. It's kind of a waste. Yeah. yeah. I, I find a lot of people doing it well, and I'm like, I don't know how you did this, because I tried having like a Zage music versus like my personal. Yeah. What's even the point? I'm the same person. Exactly. You know? So you're a band and you're a person. So I think it makes sense to have exactly one. and it's it's my art so it should be my profile. should be yours poetic um yeah. shout out to um i'll just do the band members please shout out everybody alex andrews on drums jack severino on bass um andrew torgelson on saxophone ethan woman on keys but this song um chris eler on keys and um ryan fung on trumpet great to me on trombone there's a trombone in that there's track? a trombone i, I didn't even down. peep Hey, I just want to say they all did a great job, but Andrew, you stole my heart. I noticed your saxophone immediately. <laughs> and, and Luke Woods, I'll shout him out. He was the one listening to the track with me originally. He was sucking on the drummer, so shout out to the drummer. <laughs> it literally was like making him explode in the car. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, as I mentioned before, guys, the single's playing at the end of the episode. Please just listen to it. You will not be disappointed. Um, Noah, thank you for coming on. I hope thank you had a you. good time. It's been like such a pleasure chatting with you. I hope we Catching can up, yeah. make more shit in the future. Fuck I'd love yes. to get some jazz lessons. <laughs> come out with some like jazz music, dead ass. Like I was um, gonna say, actually, last time when you had come over, I think like a week later, I went and bought a guitar. <laughs> I got like a shitty hundred dollar like I didn't Fender or something. That. That's so dope. I was like, Are I want to be shedding? just like Noah. <laughs> <laughs> he played for a while. I, I wish he would. Stop I learned that. like a G and a C chord. So. Oh fuck! We got some competition, bro. That's a whole key center, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so everybody listening, if you made it this far, I appreciate you and I love you. And uh, we'll have more stuff coming next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It sucks that I don't have money.
Thank you. 